You want to find your tribe of raving fans. And that's just what we're here to help you do. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media, where we help entrepreneurs build better businesses by not only sharing insights and candid conversations, but by nurturing our minds as well. Get ready to explore, plan, and showcase your business, because here we go. Here's your host, Chief Strategist of 360 Media and Educator at TacticalProgram.com, Justin Lamb. Hey, everybody, this is Justin Lamb, and you're listening to another episode of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build a better business. And today I have a mother of two, an extraordinary young lady who is joining me on the podcast, Miss Peggy Sai. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. How are you? Hi, Justin. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. It was so interesting because you reached out to me after you listened to Michelle's podcast a few weeks back, and um, you you were interested in coming on to the podcast. And, you know, it's fun as I like to research with uh, all of my guests a little bit to find out who they are. I realized that you are a mother of two strapping young children. And uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, what, uh, what interested you in, you know, listening to her podcast and, you know, where do you come from and where are you today? Uh, so uh, my background is Taiwanese. I am from Taiwan. I emigrated to uh, Canada when I was eight. Um, so I basically grew up here. So when we immigrated here, I immigrated with my whole family and throughout the years, all my family decided to move back to Taiwan and I was the only one that wanted to stay behind because I feel like um, Vancouver is more of home because I grew up here. Um, and now that I have two young kids of my own, like I love to raise them in this environment compared to like an Asia environment. Um, so, um, but I do like go back and forth um, between Taiwan and here. It's just now that with the pandemic, I haven't been back to Taiwan for two years. So I haven't seen my family for two years. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, you know, I've been to Taiwan not too long ago and I, I've been to Taipei. Um, but it's it's really interesting. Like, uh, you know, my wife is uh, an immigrant as well. So, but she came mm -hmm. a little bit later. She came in, she was, she was 15. So the transition I mean, for her was enormous coming in from Hong Kong. But I'm mean, gathering that, you know, at the age of eight, when you came over, you know, you really got to go through the entire school system here. So, you know, what is it that you've learned now as a parent going through and what have you decided to change um, in terms of trying to raise your children? What, what things have you learned as becoming an adult that you are trying to sort of coerce and in, introduce to your children? Uh, well, I remember growing, uh, not growing up in Asia, but just getting till grade two um, in Asia, there was the education system was very strict <laughs> and the the way they teach I feel like it's just they don't it's just very stressful and I saw my sister going through it I have an older sister and I saw my brother going through it um, my older brother is six years older than me and every day they just it was just school and then tutoring after school and until probably like nine at nighttime and they'll go to bed and wake up really early and at school again. So I didn't want my kids to only remember that growing up in their childhood. Like I believe that 
um, kids can learn through play. And so when we immigrated here, like I saw and experienced a lot of that. And and I I want to raise my kids like that. So, and that was like the main reason why I also decided to stay behind too <laughs> with my kids. Yeah. Fair enough. And so, you know, raising two kids is is not easy, I think, in any in any major metropolitan city. Um, let alone one kid. I only have one, so two kudos to you. <laughs> uh, but I mean, with that, I mean, let's talk about sort of your career. Um, you know, did you did you have a career prior to having kids? Are you are you still in a career? You know, um, you know what what's happening for you? I mean, I think in Vancouver it's an expensive city, and a lot of people are double income, uh, no kids, or they're you know one income family and many kids, um, and then they're you know families like mine who you know work together and and have a single kid and of course you know others of course with more kids you know where are you on that spectrum so I did work um uh before and even a year after I became a mom I was like after high school I university didn't interest me and so I really wanted to open my own spa after high school. And so I did go take the aesthetics course and I got my esthetician's license. And after that, I worked at a spa for maybe two years. And I realized that as much as I am interested in skincare and health things, like I don't want to be massaging people every day. I don't want to be like giving facials to people every day. It's just labor intensive. So I enjoy doing those things on myself and I enjoy learning about those things. So I just put the opening up my own spa like aside. Um, And then I took the legal assistant course. Um, And after that, I worked at a law firm for six years in family law and I did find family law really really interesting Um, but after I had my first son I didn't want to be in that environment again because I found that it was very negative and toxic and um, I didn't want it to affect my emotions because it is very um, like draining mentally and emotionally to see like parents fighting for custody of their kids, even during like holiday seasons and stuff. So, so I actually um, got into working as an executive assistant at a network marketing company. And it's funny because before working at the network marketing company, like I was, I didn't know a lot about network marketing or direct sales business. And I wasn't very open-minded to that that type of um, business structure. And so I learned a lot working in the company that I worked for for a year and a half before I got uh, pregnant again with my second son. And (laughs) um, so that was, it was really eye-opening. And, uh, but after I had my second son, uh, my husband and I decided that it just didn't make sense for me to return back to work, especially the nine to five. And I, I never really liked or enjoyed being confined in like a nine to five job because I didn't get the freedom. I didn't like answering to like people like, and I didn't like, like if I had to take time off, like from, if my son was sick when he was in daycare that I had to like report to someone and you know, so 
I didn't like um, being restricted in that way. So what got me into, I'm a Thrive promoter, what got me into um, being a promoter for Thrive is first, <laughs> I have another mommy friend who introduced me to these products. And I was exhausted at that time. Like uh, it was the end of 2019. And that was uh, maybe like three months after I had my second son. And I was just exhausted. Like I was needing energy. I was so moody. And when my friend introduced me to this, these supplements, like I was a huge skeptic and I I was like, what is the difference between these supplements um, from the other supplements? Because I have taken other brands too, and I have never felt a difference. And so when she was explaining them to me, like, I was just like, okay, like I half believed her. And I'm like, what is the harm in just like taking supplements and trying it out? And so like the first day when I tried these supplements, like I felt a huge difference. And it was to a point where I was doing chores and I was just... I was humming while I was doing chores and I didn't even realize. And my husband comes downstairs and he's just like, what are you on? <laughs> like, what are you taking? Like, why are you so happy? And so it's when the people around me, like my husband and my son notice a difference in my mood, especially and energy that I know that these supplements are different. And um, so after maybe a week of uh, trying the samples, like I, I just went ahead and I wanted to just stay on these supplements for um, like long-term. And, but what I didn't realize was that in the beginning you would have like detox symptoms. And, and so I did fall off of the, the supplements for like a good six months. So through the pandemic, like the first lockdown last year, I was, I was not on Thrive and I was just surviving <laughs> like through it all. Um, and then when I finally went back on the supplements, it was when I realized that it was summertime and I was trying to put on a pair of jeans and I couldn't zip up the zipper. So I knew that like I had gained weight. And so like that was when I like I remember Thrive again and I remember um, about like the physical transformations and the energy and the mood that it can provide. So that was when I went back on Thrive again and things just skyrocketed like I just yeah <laughs> I wanted to make this into um like a side hustle because I just had to like share with everyone because I have so many mommy friends who I know could benefit from just having more energy and just being more happy yeah and it's interesting I mean you're not the only person I've ever talked to that talks about the effects that they've felt on Thrive and sort of become the evangelists right and I think you know um you know, if we, for those people who are listening, Thrive is a supplement product that, um, you know, a lot of people have sort of an adverse uh, association to MLM companies. Um, and it's because, well, I mean, you know, it didn't help because the grandfathers of, of MLM companies are, are quite, quite, quite atrocious. Like we're talking Amway and stuff, you know, before they sort of changed and, and, and pivoted and, Sort of turn their ship around but i mean in general they, they set the bar for really sleazy people across the board um but it's also a place where there's a lot of you know um fraud that sort of occurs and happens but thrive is an interesting company in that um in the last little while there are a lot of people who sort of promote it because you know they've found that it was interesting um you know that they found transformation 
you know, male and female, it actually it's much stronger, um, I guess, support across the board than I've seen with many other companies, which is quite an interesting concept. And you're also probably the most number of car recipients I've seen uh, in a long time, which is really interesting. Uh, and I believe you yourself has also qualified for, for a vehicle. Yes. Um, and, and so, I mean, vehicle qualifications in any MLM company is generally not very easy. You know, um, you know, we talked about things like uh, Niken, um, you know, Arbon or any of these other health related uh, companies, you know, Thrive seems to be dishing um, cars left, right and center, at least in, in sort of the circle that I've been following, which is quite interesting. So tell me a little bit about how you approach the topic of Thrive with your friends and family. Like, you know, what makes it different? What makes it so much easier to sort of introduce people to it than, you know, some of the other products that might be out there that oh, people just seem to be, you know, really pushing hard, but really don't get traction to. You know, what seems to be the difference in this particular product? Well, first is because I, I believe in the products. Um, it really, truly works. If you take it properly and you take it consistently. Um, but I don't push people into taking the products. I just, I see what they need um, and say if they need more energy or if they're always complaining about not getting enough rest or if they have enough rest, but then they're still feeling tired or if they're trying to lose weight, but, and they're eating clean, but there's just, not able to hit their goals, then I will um, bring up uh, Thrive as that they can try it and see if they like it. But Thrive is something that I feel like everyone has to experience it for themselves. And because everybody just, everybody's body is different and everyone's body lacks different things. Um, so like what I think is really amazing about Thrive is is really just three simple steps and you don't need to you don't need to go and find out like what your body is actually lacking the supplements will actually just find what is lacking in your body and just fill those voids and you just start feeling good so but i don't push people into wanting to be promoters or anything it's just if they feel good on the products and they like it then and they give it a good try then they can just stay on the products but if they don't like it then that is okay too. Yeah. Yeah, no that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, and the only reason why, because I mean, I spend a lot of time, you know, I'm, I've been in business for the better half of 20 years. Um, and, and along that journey, I mean, I've done MLM companies, um, you know, and I think one of the things that I really loved about MLM companies generally were like the self-help part of things. Um, you know, I, I, they're probably the one industry that tries to focus a lot on the individual more so than anything else. Um, you know, the products are the other part of it, but I, I never really said, I don't think I've really ever found many products that I'd say, oh my God, I'm over the moon with, and I just generally talk my pants off of, you know, about them, right? But, you know, I see other people who are, you know, in different different MLM companies, uh, you know, whether it's a product or a service or, or consumable, and they're trying to push product every single day. And that's what I don't see with a lot of Thrive people. I mean, yet you might talk about them on their own page and stuff, um, 
but generally like anybody who's approached me with thrive have never said you have to try it. it's like you interested in trying it i'll leave you a couple of sample packs and you know give it a word and if you have questions let me know and that's it like that that's literally it i don't really get a lot yeah. more than that which is quite interesting um you know so i think it's it, it's a testament to either the product which i also don't understand either and and you know please excuse me because you know this is an open forum but uh, you know <laughs> me and my wife i mean i have a background in kinesiology and my wife has uh, a food science background and we tore that label apart like we tore all the ingredients apart and honestly speaking i can't say that the supplement in itself is like really really special so it is interesting because people are getting results from them so it is kind of bewildering in, in the fact that you know what is this missing link that we're looking at in terms of two scientific people kind of trying to evaluate this supplement versus something else off the shelf mm. so it, it has been interesting to see how many evangelists there are in in this domain for thrive versus other companies so yeah it is it is really neat <laughs> have you and your wife tried the products Yes, before yes. hearing it about oh no we tried the products and then you know because we because we tried the products and we go well this is interesting um you know we both found like in the early stages we both picked up an energy uh, and we attribute that to the coffee beans uh the, the green coffee extracts but you know when we look at the components of them they're a little bit they're they don't seem really heavy loaded in any one direction you know, a lot of products who, you know, tell themselves as whatever, a super food product or, you know, a super supplement, you know, is generally either a pharmaceutical grade or um, they're really heavily loaded in a particular vitamin or nutrient set, but their proteins, the, the well, I mean, the, uh, the probiotics and stuff, they, they're not... I wouldn't say that they're outstanding, like they're not like super stand out in the market in terms of, you know, one particular thing. So, you know, I'm going to guess that it's the way that they decided to time the delivery system that makes probably the biggest difference than, than most patch. supplements. <laughs> so it is interesting. Mm -hmm. So, but for you, I mean, uh, being in an MLM uh, company, uh, talk to me about self-development, self-journey. Has that been a big part for you? It's been a really big part for me. Um, even before I started uh, in this network marketing company, um, my husband and I actually went through a big uh, self-development seminar. Uh, it's called PSI. Mm -hmm. um, and PSI has like three stages. There's the basic, which is three days weekend. And then the, uh, the PSI seven, which is seven days. And that is in the States on a ranch for like seven days. You don't touch your cell phone or anything. You just immerse in your thoughts and um, the teachings. And after that, there's um, the advanced course of um men's leadership and women's leadership and that one's nine days like back on the same ranch and it's different so that's i mean we go separately as in like the men's are just all men's and then women are all women um so from that like i have to say going through 
PSI has helped my husband and I's uh, relationship like tremendously. And because it, we're just become more aware of why we think the way we do and we become aware of why certain things trigger us. Uh, it's not easy, like, like having to like dig, dig super deep into basically your childhood because what PSI teaches is just how you grow up your childhood. It's going to form the programs of how you act as an adult. And sometimes you don't even realize it, right? And so, and there's like a lot of um, childhood traumas or certain things that are said to you that you don't even know or you don't even consciously like know it but then you remember it and then it it affects like the way you feel when you grow into an adult so from that and and why me and my husband went through the the um the self-development seminars is because our relationship was like really rocky. Oh, this gets kind of a little bit more personal. <laughs> it was like rocky after we had our our son, our firstborn. And I think I I feel like every new new parents go through that because it's like it's like a big life transformation, right? You have like a new person that you add into your family and you have and as like a mom, I was really focused on just being a mom that I did neglect being a wife too and so there was like a lot of expectations that were not met and we were just always arguing but at the same time like we still wanted to work it out and that's the you can't change the other person but you can only change yourself and that's where all the self inner work starts like coming and so yeah but like self-development is like a really big thing that it is I encourage everyone to do you know, and it is really interesting. I mean, because PSI, a landmark, they're all very similar uh, in terms of, you know, personal development. And, you know, what they're alluding to is, um, you know, it's, we, I wouldn't call it trauma. I mean, in the work that I do with people, you know, we talk about uh, people download their world um, as children from the ages from about zero to about seven years of age. Yeah. Some argue up to 10 years. Uh, and in that time, they're in a certain brainwave uh, frequency, you know, and, and in that state, they're in high absorption mode. And sometimes it doesn't have to necessarily trauma. It just has to be a perception of some sort of memory that triggers a, a, a land, landslide of events. Um, and so what it is, is that it could be as simple as um, they heard that they weren't smart. Mm-hmm. And then it's consistently reinforced at school or in other ways where somebody just kind of downplays their intellect. And over time, that wears into their brain and they think that they're not smart. And so they start to make passive excuses. And over time, as we grow older, we, our vocabulary gets bigger and our world expands. We layer that with little lies that we tell ourselves to a point that we don't really even realize where it came from. Um, and, you know, what you're alluding to is it's so so prevalent in all of us as as a society um you know and it's it's wonderful that you guys went through it i think it's super amazing that you guys went through psi and um when you have your child as the trigger it's really interesting because your child is actually a mirror reflection of you and all of your childhood traumas um, because you know you see all the things 
from their world only by association. So you want to give them or direct them to things that are already rooted in you because you've put that on them. Um, you think that, you know, they need to, you know, whatever, um, be protected more or, you know, be more attentive to this or have more freedom there, you know, because you reflect as well, I didn't feel like I got freedom when I was a kid. So I'm going to give my kids all this freedom. Um, <laughs> whether that's right or wrong is totally dependent on the child. And, you know, and, and I think that's really, really quite uh, a, a neat thing to see that you, you know, have this trigger, you know, uh, by having your own children. I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that um, I found that was also quite interesting when we're, you know, having children is that um, it gives us a chance to, if we're conscious of it, to unearth those triggers for ourselves and then kind of go, well, where did that come from? <laughs> right? And like, why would I say that? And, and being able to consciously do that is really, really quite amazing because then you can start to fix yourself, you know, and, yeah. you know, if, if a person who is listening to this podcast can think about it this way, you know, no matter how hard we try as parents to do our absolute best, our kids are still going to be fucked up. Our kids are going to be <laughs> fucked up in a totally different way than we were fucked up. And it's up to each child to also unravel all the stuff that we've done for them um, because we thought it was right because that's what our parents did. They thought it was right at the time until things change. Yeah. But yeah. everything that we <laughs> associate with them, they're going to have to go back and sift through as well. So, yeah. you know, for us to be amazing, conscious parents, <laughs> it's going to be funny because we're like, well, you know, we raised them the best we could be and they're going to grow up with their own issues. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's really quite, quite neat to, to see that uh, you and your husband decided to both do that because not every couple, um, you know, invests that time and effort together uh, yeah. to go and do that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. <laughs> yeah. And so like, did you persuade triggers, him? like, they keep popping up, right? So it's, it's self-development and like inner work it's it's a forever journey like it's never ending like there's always going to be things that come up like you think you're like oh I'm doing really good now and then something else comes up so and you're like bam oh my god <laughs> he's like I didn't see that one coming <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and of course then we're all habits like we're creatures of habits like I mean as good as I like try to be at catching myself with it I mean it happened so fast, so easily that you tied it to it. Like, I said something the other day, and I like, I literally like, as soon as I said, it, I go, oh, it's like, <laughs> I stepped on the landmine, and now I go, now my wife is looking at me, and what am I gonna do? Because I just stepped in it. Do I release and run, or do I face <laughs> it? And if I'm going to face it, how am I going to come out with the least possible damage? <laughs> So like, even as a coach, I'm not immune to it, right? <laughs> but I mean, that's the human humanity of it all. It's, you know, having an accountability partner there. And it's easier when your other half is understanding of that, right? Like that both of you guys going through it now, you guys will both have context. Because I tell you, it's really tough, like going through that by yourself as one side of the equation and the yeah. other one doesn't want to play like my wife is great like she's much like you uh we both went through this stuff together but in the previous relationship you know that other person 
they didn't want to do that with me. And that was difficult because like, you know, you want to be better and that person doesn't want to come for the ride. And so at that point you go, well, I can't change you, but I'm clearly moving in a different direction. Like this boat's going that way and you're kind of going this way. Like <laughs> there's going to be a problem. Like, like we're going to be missing links somewhere. And ultimately that's what happened. But yeah, so good for you guys to do that. Um, what was a challenge that came up with that for you guys? Did you have other challenges that, that came, you know, from doing this? You Like a challenge going through the, the seminars? Yeah, through the seminars and, you know, even just kind of practicing the, the new stuff because you can't, you can't say that you just learned it and it's done because like we have to practice it to make it work, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. And for sure, when, when I feel like tr- triggered by certain things, like, I for sure don't remember the teachings like it I won't it won't be the first thing that come to my mind I think that's the biggest challenge like if I feel offended or pissed off like I won't be like oh wait let me just take a deep breath and remember what I learned like there's so many times when it's my husband that has to remind me like you're forgetting like what you learned and he's like remember no he, he Oh, like always ask yourself, like, why do you feel triggered? And I think like the biggest challenge is, is asking myself why, because like one thing that I noticed, what that I realized going through the seminars is I realized I have a huge ego and that was something that I didn't realize before. And so it was, it's really hard for me to admit that I'm wrong and say sorry. Like when we're, me and my husband are in the heat of like an argument or if I hear something that I don't want to hear and yeah. And if I get mad, like I just automatically want him to be the one to apologize to me for like pissing me off. But the thing is nobody can make you feel a certain way. It's me that's making my feel myself feel a certain way. So like, that is still like a like something that I'm like working on too like every day <laughs> yeah oh, that's fantastic you got to keep working on it I mean no, like I said I mean like you said I mean it's a it's a lifelong journey um it and, is. and the only premise is and, and I think a lot of people you know misconstrue this piece of information in all the the different books that are out there but you know we're not as humans, we're not here to try to be perfect, right? We're no. here to improve because progression is happiness, right? If we're progressing, we're happy people, um, you know, but, you know, by being conscious, even 1% more, the trajectory of our lives change mm. astronomically over the course of years, right? Like one degree shift in our, or 1% shift in us identifying something that we wouldn't have identified if we had we not been aware or worked on this particular trait like of being conscious um it leads us in a very different direction overall right like that's the that's the reason why like the books like the compound effect or you know um you know books of that nature really talk about a one di- one percent shift is really paramount and it's compounded over time you know and that's what makes what people think of us as extraordinary people extraordinary it wasn't that it was extraordinary by nature it's we made these incremental shifts and you know we don't see it day to day but people who don't see us for a long period of time were like well what the heck happened to you right (laughs) yeah so so how about your boys like um you know what is what is life like with you know two boys at home you know um what type of 
things sort of hog up your day as a uh, you know, person with a side hustle, trying to be a, a, a wife, and then of course being a mother, like that's a demanding job. It's a profession in itself. Uh, it tell me about that. <laughs> so tell, tell me about that. Tell me some of the struggles because there's there got to be a ton of men listening to this podcast. And sometimes they're, they're scared shitless to ask their wives. <laughs> <laughs> so you know having wives and 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 other halves on this podcast is amazing because it allows me to ask for them and at least they get some context and go well why is my wife mad at me today <laughs> <laughs> um struggles oh my gosh it's yeah uh so I have two boys of my own and I also have a stepson. So my, my husband has a older son. He is eight from his previous marriage. Um, so we get the, we get uh, the, my stepson with us maybe like two, three times a week, like minimum two, twice a week. So when it's all three of them, all three boys in the same house, plus my husband, plus my dog, who is also a male dog. It's just all boys in the house. And I'm like the only girl. Um, the struggle, like it's, I feel like there's like a lot of struggle. Like you can't just name one struggle. Um, the bomb goes off everywhere. That, that, that's got to be one. I mean, that many males now, it's got to <laughs> look like Chernobyl. Like, I mean, I, I'm only one male in the house and, and I already make it look like, like World War III went on somewhere in the house most days. Uh, you know, and, and, and having, you know, a daughter like who's, who's relatively okay, like it's still a mess. So I can already empathize my poor wife because my wife is a neat freak. Um, and I don't think, I don't think if I tried my hardest, I could sort of be up to that standard of, of neatness. Um, so I, I can imagine for her at any given day must be a super stressful thing. I cannot imagine what that would be like with three boys, a husband and a dog. <laughs> um, well, I guess I, I have to say the biggest struggle is just keeping the house tidy. <laughs> like it's, it's impossible. Like I feel, I feel because I don't, I don't have any help. Like my family's not here. Um, I asked my, um, my mother-in-law to help, like when I can, when I really need it, especially if I feel like I'm burnt out and I just need like, even like a couple of hours, like to myself. And but it's, it's really hard to balance, like taking care of the kids and having to do chores and, and then having to like prep the meals and, like there is no balance really. So I think that is like the biggest struggle that I'm always trying to find a balance or hoping to have a routine or some sort of structure, but there is none. And you kind of just have to live with that. <laughs> so what is it that a spouse could do though? Like, and I think that's, that's something like, you know, men and women are different creatures. And I'm sure you must've at least gone through this in PSI and it's not by any other, you know, thing. I don't think it, it's it's intentional i think some part of it is biological neurological mm -hmm. in nature but like if you told the, your husband could you do this i think more often than not as long as it didn't feel like you know you were demanding it that if you just simply asked they'd be like oh okay but they wouldn't go out and out of their way to critically think on their own because oh maybe i should do this like something simple like take out the garbage vacuum the house you know um and and that's the the struggle i think you know, at least from a male standpoint, you know, if my wife would say, hey, can you take this out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could take it out. But I wouldn't like, 
like unless I came to the garbage can at the exact time that everything was overflowing, oh, maybe I should take this out. But I mean, I wouldn't like advance think of these things. But it seems like a lot of that day-to-day um, -day clutter sits in your brain as a list of things to do. How do you feel like would be a good way to bridge that gap between husband and wife and even kids to be able to help you in that regard? I, for, well, for myself, like personally, I feel like, um, like a big thing is to just not bring your work energy home. Like if you're feeling stressed at home, I mean, I mean, if you're feeling stressed at work, just kind of leave that outside the door before you come inside. And, but I have to, I have to like, we, this is like a reminder to myself too, actually, that when I'm feeling stressed and like with the kids or feel overwhelmed that I shouldn't put that onto my husband either. So I feel like that is like a biggest, the biggest thing that I can help to just keep the energy in the house, like happy and positive and lively. Um, of course, doing like helping out with like the small chores, like can you turn on the dish dishwasher? <laughs> like those small things, like those help. But like for me, I really like I feel my best when the whole house is happy. And yeah, so I think like energy is like a really big thing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, in the nature of the podcast, to try to keep it under the 30-minute mark or somewhere right around there. I'm gonna have to tie this one up, but you know, one thing I like to ask all of my podcast guests is what is a resource or a book that has deeply impacted your life up to date? So I actually have three books that I really like. <laughs> um, the first one is called Option B, and that is uh, like facing adversity, building resilience, finding joy. And that one has really helped me shift um, my my mindset because um, I've been through like a divorce before and um, and I've like lost long-term childhood friends and after reading that book like it has really helped me kind of let go and just move on and not have like judgments judgments towards um, like myself or the the exes and the ex-friends so that book is really good that is probably my like my number one book <laughs> and um, another one is Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Mm -hmm. That one I really liked because before reading this book, I did not believe in making small changes, that making small small changes every day can actually compound into like a huge difference like over time. So that is a really good book. And the third one you also mentioned earlier is The Compound Effect. Um, by Darren yeah, Hardy. So this one kind of like ties in with like the Slight Edge about how just making like small shifts the 1% um, better thing every day, it will compound into like bigger, huge changes like in your lifetime. It does, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like like there's so many books in that not genre, like Atomic Habits, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, all, all talk about that one one key element. Uh, and it's, it is really quite paramount. And, you know, it's funny that we read all these books and they all say the same thing, but, you know, how hard is it for us to consciously do that, right? You know, that's the, that's sort of like the the chicken the egg story, right? Like, yeah. You know, which one <laughs> comes first? Yeah. 
sure. but amazing. Well, thank you so much for for joining me here on the podcast. If somebody wanted to reach out to you to kind of maybe learn more about Thrive or you know chat with you about your journey, um, would you be open to that? And you know, if they can't, if you are, you know, where would they be able to reach you? Um, my Instagram handle is love l o v e pegs p e g z. So I answer like all DMs. <laughs> awesome awesome and that'll be linked into our description for the podcast below so if you're listening thank you very much and we will catch you next week thanks a lot for joining me here peggy thank you justin we want to thank you for listening to the digging deep podcast with 360 media your time is valuable and we're deeply humbled that you are spending this time with us we'd love to connect with you find us on instagram at 360 photo and at tactical titans you can also email us we want to make this channel great something you enjoy and find tons of value in send us your insights to info at 360photo.com don't forget to rate review and subscribe it helps us reach more listeners as always tune in next week as we dig deeper into business and marketing